What's up? What's up? What's up? It's your girl, the Core Queen. Y'all know who I am, Didi Leggett. We are here with another episode of the Core Queen podcast. And as y'all can see, we hit 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all so much. I appreciate everybody who supports the podcast. Today, I have a genius on the show, y'all. He is a literal genius. I got Dr. EJ Gillier here with me. Welcome to the show. What's going on? What's going on? Thank you for having me. First and foremost, congratulations to 100K. Thank you. And thank um, you. that is an amazing accomplishment. And I am so privileged to be on. I'm glad to be on. Thank you. I am glad you are here. I'm excited to talk to you because it's not often that I get to collaborate with a fellow geek. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you already know. <laughs> to just have somebody here who uses his, his head and yeah. his heart to create the way that you create. So Most definitely. I want to introduce y'all, and I want to tell y'all that this man is, is really creative. So I'm going to let y'all know who don't know who EJ is. I'm going to give you a little background on him. EJ was born and raised in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Mm, y'all, bless his heart. Bless his heart. He is the young entrepreneur who has worked in the financial sectors for over 10 years. He specializes in the capital markets and is a day trader in several markets, specifically stock indexes. He has also done several courses on reading charts in the different languages. Professionally, EJ has worked in operations and business analytics, where he has been extremely savvy in working data application and its respective software. He is the co-founder of Vici. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Vici. It? That's it. And Vici it Protocol, a software company that creates technology and mixed reality. That's virtual and augmented reality experiences. And he also teaches classes in tech-related topics. Yep. That's Told y'all he was a genius. I mean, just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Just a little bit. Yeah. He is. You know? How did you get into the technology field? Yeah. And it's interesting how it happened because I wasn't I wasn't really even looking to dive into it right away. Um, because, you know, like you said, I was a day trader. I've traded for over, over 10 years. And, you know, I started in currency. You know, I started with, you know, trading stock index, you know, like NASDAQ and things like that. But I wanted to learn a lot about like how the inner workings were, like what goes into that. You know, like, like, where's my money going? But how does all that work too? You know, because I didn't just feel comfortable with putting my money somewhere and not knowing like how certain things are operating. So I wanted to study those kind of things. I even, I even wanted to study it in school, but I'm still I'm applying it a whole lot more now than I did when I was in, you know, when I was in school taking classes. But um, I would say diving into it, I was in investing, but I was in trading. But I also learned a lot about crypto and the blockchain world. Um, and that's a whole taboo by itself because everybody's away and scared of crypto, <laughs> especially now with a lot of the things going on with it. You know what I'm saying? And listen. Yeah, because I was Ooh, I was the dude. I was the dude in 2012, 2014. And this is going to be a crazy story. In 2012, um, I actually got into Bitcoin and it's very, very early stages. Mm -hmm. I had like 20 to 30 Bitcoin um, in a USB key. We called it, now we call it a treasure key mm -hmm. or a, 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 a Nano X. But I had a key, 20 and 30 Bitcoin. It was like, a, you know, literally under a penny in, in, in its price because it didn't fully hit the market yet. Mm -hmm. um, now come to 2024, Bitcoin is almost $50,000. <laughs> Right. For coin. So I lost it because I was in I was in college during the time. I was 22. I was in college. Mm -hmm. And I know I lost it when I moved out of my apartment. So somebody somewhere has my USB for 20 to 30 Bitcoin. And they know they're not sitting on it. It's probably in a landfill somewhere. I don't know where it is, but 
that's where it is and so that has got yeah and, and it hurts I'm it sure. hurts <laughs> it hurts like hell right now but i would say um getting into tech was that start like mm. learning about crypto but learning how it works and learning about the technology behind it so i started diving into taking self-taught classes mm -hmm. into blockchain tech um learning a lot about the inner workings on how blocks work and how the technology is formulated um, but that got me into wanting to divulge into it even deeper and learn more about um, more intricacies of it. Because it's not just crypto and investing. It's, it's literally a whole financial instrument. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole system mm -hmm. that even corporations and large corporations are using right now that nobody knows about. Yeah. Um, and that's why most payments are done digitally because they're done through the blockchain tech. So it's not just because of crypto, but it's because of the blockchain tech within, within it. That a lot of banks are using right now yes. to make their payments and to help people make their payments so that's why i dove into tech because i wanted to learn more about those inner workings okay so when you lost this <laughs> gold mine lord did you once you did that and you you know you figured out you lost it and then bitcoin you know kind of boom did you mm -hmm. get back in went like how soon after did you get back into investing in the bitcoin oh i was hurt <laughs> i was hurt i mean it took me a little minute but yeah. at the same time, um, you know, I gave it about it. I gave it like two or three solid years of okay. still staying strong in my belief that it was going to make a move and a boom because, you know, crypto was starting to boom uh -huh. and then it crashed. Yes, it did. And then it, yes. and then it came. Yeah, it crashed. It crashed. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Jesus. Um, and then I was like, okay, cool. So I'm not so hurt no more because it crashed. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> So this like yeah company. yeah. So we're talking yeah exactly. So we're talking 2014, 2015. Right. It crashed. Mm -hmm. Mount Mount Gox, and so that was the big big crash. Everybody's like, I told you so. Yep. I knew it wasn't gonna work. Yep. And then 2017 and 2018 came, and that thing jumped to sixty two thousand dollars in 2019, I believe. And I was like, man, you gotta be kidding me, dog. <laughs> Somebody got my USB right now that worth a million dollars, and I can't cash that. Out. So. So that was the start of that. And so, yeah, me being faithful to crypto at that time was like, I was telling people, man, look, you got to get into it, man. Not for the not for the, the coin, but for the, the tech. Yeah. Learn about that tech, man. You got a business. You still want to learn about it because it's going to be our future. Right. And lo and behold, 2024, everything is revolving around not just that tech, but other types of technology that's related to it. You know, so. That's 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 how it started. You know, um, I was the old man on the hill telling everybody to get into it early, but not because you want to invest into it, because you know, I'm not a I'm not a financial advisor, but I also mm -hmm. I know people who did take and, and make a million dollars out of 15 cents out of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would say it's all about timing. But at that time, um, I just knew what my niche was, and my niche was definitely in finance and learning about tech. Okay. So you have something called Vici Protocol. Absolutely. What, what does Vici stand for? And what is this whole Vici Protocol thing? Vici stands for Virtual Integrated Cryptocurrency Interface. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that. Well, virtual integrated, <laughs> virtual integrated cryptocurrency community interface. Um, so along with me losing um, what I lost in crypto, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a day trader. So in my mind, I can take a loss. I couldn't in the beginning. Okay. But when you trade, it's all about risk management and knowing how to stomach a loss, knowing that knowing how to like properly invest. Cause when you know investing is is all about psychology, you know, 
knowing what you're willing to spend, knowing what you're willing to invest, like learning about the percentages mm-hmm. and your ROI. And, um, you know, when I was a day trader, I, I knew about um, how things could make a bullish or bearish market. And mm-hmm. so when I thought about crypto, I said, it's still brand new, but I do want to learn how to create my own so that I don't make the mistake I made with Bitcoin. So the original idea with Vici was to create my own crypto. And that's exactly what we did. Mm-hmm. Um, we created our own cryptocurrency using Vici protocol as the vessel. And so Vici is um, VCP. So VCP is currently out there right now. Anybody can get it, um, but it's built on the Ethereum network. So there's, mm-hmm. there's various different blockchains various different networks and we built ours on the ethereum network okay. um and so that's how it started that's how vici started it started march of 2023 as a matter of fact so it was literally last year when we built our own crypto and just started evolving it from there and now we're a, a full-fledged software company and we create a lot of our experience is like you said in mixed reality as virtual to augmented reality but we still create everything within blockchain tech y'all so damn smart y'all get out my <laughs> i mean i'm saying you know <laughs> nah oh, shit <laughs> But I'm gonna say rather it be us, you know Listen, what I'm saying? That's why you yeah. here because yeah. we don't little black kids don't get to hear this yeah. from somebody that look like us. So I'm so yeah. excited yeah. about this. So what is augmentique? Is that how am I saying augmentique. that right? Yeah, yeah, you are. Augmentique. So and, and, and augmentique is um augmentique is a publication, but it is also um the technology behind the magazine publication. Um I yeah, yeah. Have one. So, so we have Augmented Magazine here. <laughs> Augmented Magazine is a Black-owned publication um, that supports other Black-owned businesses using augmented reality technology, Vici Protocol being the parent and uh, mm-hmm. sponsor company. But Augmented is the um, magazine for the Charlotte, Mecklenburg, York County area that supports other businesses in the area using augmented reality technology. Now, if you notice, majority of the pages actually have a QR code, but the most unique thing about Augmentique Magazine, everybody saw it in here, the technology that goes into bringing it to life. Um, we can map any image, and it literally looks like a Tony Stark holographic image when you use our app that we created to actually scan through and see different um, experiences. So it's not just a magazine. Um, it looks like just a regular magazine, but with the technology combined with it, it allows you to um, see your own experience and the promotions within it uh, from different different businesses. So That's pretty damn cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen anything like this in my life. Yeah. <laughs> like, other than yeah. like on TV where they show mm-hmm. it in movies. Yep, because you know there's 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 virtual reality. You know, so you got the Oculus Quest Two headsets, and then you got the the Apple Vision Pro just came out. You know, um, but you know, virtual reality is so the difference. Virtual reality allows you to see the experience in a whole different virtual realm and virtual scope. Rather than an augmented reality, we could take our physical selves, our physical objects, physical being, and make it a 3D or augmented experience. Um, It takes our physical reality and makes it a digital projection. Like what you saw in Tony Stark, you know, Iron Man movies, Mm -hmm. that is literally what, what he is. He's using augmented reality to create different experiences. So we can do that in real time in 2024. Yeah, it's now different. How did you figure this out? Um, we figured it well. <laughs> you do well, this? you know, a lot of a lot of industries are none of this is new. First, I'm gonna say that none of this is new. We've seen it all in movies. 
-hmm. I truly believe that everything that we see in movies is slowly being rolled out into a queue of things mm -hmm. that's going to be out in the public. So um, we caught wind of certain things we were wanting to build. When I say we, it's not just me doing all this. Right. I got to shout out my co-founder, Rob Lawrence, out in Brooklyn. He's one of our lead developers. He creates all of, all of the technology as well um, in terms of augmented reality. Mm -hmm. But with virtual reality, um, you know, we come up with a lot of these things by just staying in the know of certain things that happen in our world. Um, a lot of times we may see Apple or we may see, um, you know, Google or somebody come out, any tech company come out with new technology mm -hmm. and we'll say, what would, that, what would that look like in a magazine? Or how would this look in a book? Or how would this look um, in a car? Mm -hmm. You know? And, you know, we are wanting to take certain physical attributes that we currently are utilizing right now and make it come to life and make it a real thing. Yeah, I don't know anybody who has ever seen a augmented reality um, magazine, but there is an augmented reality book. Really? You know? Okay. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, different levels of technology, you just don't, you don't hear it a lot. But there's certain things being rolled out literally on a queue, I believe, mm -hmm. that that we've seen before in movies. But we come out with some certain things just by trial and error, but also just by our own brainstorming and seeing what we right. can actually come out and do. We say we want to make a crypto cryptocurrency. Right, let's do that. How we plan it out? All right, we want to make a uh, an augmented reality magazine. Okay, cool. Let's plan it out. Let's do it and let's follow through and and uh, see how what it what it's going to take and how much it's going to be <laughs> to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what it is. You see, you said brainstorming. So mm -hmm. it takes some good brains to be around you to storm it the right way because everybody's brain don't work the same way. Well, okay. So everybody's brain doesn't work the same way, but I'm not ignorant to new ways of doing things. You right. know, like my way isn't the only way. I believe that with the right heads of mm -hmm. people and the right mindsets, things can come together, but they can also be the wrong mindsets and mm -hmm. the wrong ulterior motives. Or well, there could be ulterior motives that can come into the play of different things when it comes to business. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that the hard way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, that, that's that's what I would say when it comes to like things in terms of brainstorming. Because brainstorming does take, um, it takes time, but it also takes the right mindset because everybody is not going to have your billion dollar mindset or billion dollar idea. Nope. You can't give anybody a billion dollar idea and try to rent it out and hustle it for yeah. pennies on a dollar. I don't want to do that with my brand either. You know what I'm saying? So yes, yeah, absolutely. So um, I wanted to know: is there a way we can show them yeah. how this works, like so the people can see how it actually works? Most definitely. Hopefully, it can show up on the cameras too. Um, okay. This is literally I call it my AR phone that I, I have my app uh, set up on. So okay, um, I I have augmented. I have the Augmentic app on my phone. And so using the Augmentic app on my phone, I'm, I may have to come out to, to show oh, you. Oh, yeah. One. Do what you need to do. Yeah. You got the full stage. So, <laughs> so yeah. So with Augmented uh, Reality, That's coming out good. Can you because... see it, Jay? Okay. And so on the left-hand side, it has a video showing our company and the technology behind the company, the Vici Protocol. On the right-hand side, it shows our business card. 
and I'm, I love the black background because it's just showing up my business card perfect. And if you go to the back side, it actually shows, yeah, just like that, it shows a video of what augmented reality is and how it can be utilized in everyday life. I mean, that's my team right there, um, my core team. And so on the inside of the magazine, we have several businesses that we have um, supported and that also support us. All of our magazines, um, you know, uh, ad spaces actually have QR codes to the website. But Lenny, this young man has his own catering company and he only does desserts and sweets. He also does other things now than at the time he did desserts. So I can scan his QR code and go to the website or I can scan his image using our technology and it goes straight to his menu. And so you can see his menu, you can see his um, full detail. On the left-hand side, it shows his work and some content that he's actually created for us to use on augmented reality uh, technology. And so this is just one of the few things you can utilize with the app that we've built. Um, now, the, the, the thing that we wanna do is we wanna make sure this is integrated through all devices from App Store and Play Store for Android and iOS related um, devices. But this is just how you use augmented reality and fit in the physical. So we're taking the physical and making it um, into a digital projection or augmented projection. So I hope you're able to see that good. That was how you use the technology in its entirety uh, or, or just for the magazine. But I told y'all he yeah. was smart. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> it's different. And I say, look, y'all would only see Tony Stark do something like that. But I guarantee you Tony Stark just might be a black man, too. So. You know what I'm saying? That's just my oh theory. Oh my goodness. You are crazy. So what is a world of roamers? Yeah. What's that? So, you know, we talked about the augmented reality side, augmentique, you know, that's AR. We call it augmented reality, but virtual reality um, deals with everything that is only in the virtual space and virtual world. Um, People, you know, if y'all remember the movie Ready Player One. Mm -hmm, I love that movie. So that was completely VR related. Mm -hmm. And they was literally living in a utopia um, of a world. I believe uh, somewhere in Missouri, I want to say. But I, I believe it was, in a, it, it was in a really off state that people were talking about. But it was in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. But everybody had their own livelihood in VR. Um, and that is what we're doing here um, in terms of utilizing um, the mobile business model. So VR in itself is a is a new technology that people are trying to really utilize for business purposes. So we want to use VR for um, you know parties for kids and escape rooms and things of that nature. But for our business, we're using we're doing that, but we're also utilizing virtual reality for people who are not as fortunate. Um, so the idea is for somebody who's living in long-term facilities who have, um, you know, maybe a mental illness, terminal illness, things to, those, things to that effect, we want to be able to bring that experience to them. They say, hey, I might not be able to go to Thailand or Dubai, but maybe you can using VR. Oh, so, so our service is to bring that experience to them so that they can actually experience that. Now, on the professional side, um or or like an escape we call it a zen room you know we want to make sure that somebody dealing with a mental illness um has certain things that they want to be able to overcome so these are things that can also be done in vr um the only the only thing is they have to be done in increments 
Because the only caveat is VR does take a toll on your eyes. And so you, you got to use it in increments. Um, now, on the professional side, we want to be able to service people who um, need on-the-drive training. So, you know, a lot of automotive companies um, use what's called the hollow lens. The hollow lens allows them to see different um, augmented features and virtual features, almost like I Tony Stark did with, with the glasses mm -hmm. in Spider-Man. He used um, what, what, what we attribute to the hollow lens today. Um, but that is the business model we have. We have a mobile, Rotor Romers VR is a mobile uh, VR gaming company that services hospitality, job training, as well as different fun engagements like escape rooms and things of that nature in arcades and arena games for kids. But we want to serve people who are not able to be mobile, mm -hmm. especially those long-term long care facilities, to give them that experience. That's pretty dope. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask you a question that's probably yeah. gonna take you off your kilter, but I'm gonna ask good? it anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. so these things, so these uh the virtual reality, you can take mm -hmm. these to like nursing homes. Yep. You know, they be cutting up at them nursing homes. Right? I'm telling you, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So look, there are going to be certain, there's gonna be people that's gonna be supervising <laughs> them to make sure that they own what they need to be on. Well, I'm just asking, like, are you going to offer, like, an alternate world? These old people, they be we, still, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Can they have fun in their world, too? Wait, they can have fun in their world. <laughs> if you want to go see strippers in virtual reality, we got somebody on the side that's going to make sure to give you the that's full supervision. Yeah, but see, like, <laughs> but, but not. <laughs> but see, like, nah, that's, that's the thing about it. Like, we want to make sure that the experiences, um, are first something that is able to be maintained and handled, mm -hmm. but there will be somebody on the side making sure that everything is done right. Okay. And then also on the, on the opposite side, we don't want nobody in an escape room for kids or in birthday parties going on the side and trying to find some strippers at a strip club using our, 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 oh, our virtual reality headset. <laughs> so we want to make sure that we're monitoring that it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, we, we want to we wanna make sure that, because um, there are caveats to certain things like that that we have to be in control of. Um, and those are those things too. Just being mindful of right. those things. But at the same time, yeah, um, knowing the levels that it takes for those kind of services. Mm -hmm. And we would legit be the first Black-owned mobile VR gaming company in North Carolina, and I believe South Carolina, to, to do that. We'd be the first business model to, that, to make that happen. I have. think that is so yeah. amazing. Like like literally like having an option because normally you know you go to like a facility like that for mm -hmm. especially for older people or mm -hmm. terminally ill people like they get yep. bored in there they tired yeah, of playing bingo yeah they do you know what i'm saying look they're trying to they they trying to be exactly they they try to try to play in bingo they ain't trying to do it in vr they want to have a whole new experience Listen. you know what i'm saying Love. and and yeah <laughs> nah for real though you know we got to make sure to attend to to what they um want to do but at the same time, like you gotta have a certain there's a steady, there's a there's a there's a strong medium between virtual reality and reality. Yes. Um, you know yes. what I'm saying? Like we don't want nobody to be immersed in it to where they right. lose sight of what's real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um Oof. we want and that's that's why I go back to Ready Player One, because you know everybody has their own avatars, but at the same time, like there is a fine line between real and virtual mm -hmm. that we have to make sure that is being attended to. So right. those are those important. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um I know we like you guys are like the like literally a full scale mm -hmm. technology group. Um Absolutely. You, from beginning and y'all cover it all. So mm -hmm. you know right now it's a lot of talk about AI. 
oh, everybody man. is delving into it. So do you think mm -hmm. that AI is or will have a positive or negative impact on society? Woo! I think, <laughs> you know, because, because AI, so artificial intelligence is something that, again, I always say certain levels of tech have always been around. Mm -hmm. um, we're just getting wind to the brunt of it because of certain things being rolled out like ChatGPT um, and some other um, platforms that people use. But I would say in terms of AI-related or generative AI-related topics, I can go on Yahoo Finance right now, and there's at least three to four different topics as it pertains to AI and artificial intelligence. So I would say it's going to bring a positive outlook for large corporations, mm. negative outlook for those who really don't want it or care about it because of how they see it going to be in the future. Okay. And I always say things like this. When it comes to AI and, and tech advances, you don't want to be scared of the things to come. You want to be prepared for the things wow. to come. You know what I'm saying? And that's part of the reason why I'm diving into tech too in right. the way that I am. Because I don't want to be fearful. I don't want to think that AI is going to make my job obsolete. Right. I do want to feel like I want to adapt to it so that I know what to do with it. Maybe I want to use ChatGPT for my content creation. Maybe I want to use these other plat these other AI-related things um, for my own benefit. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't help. And this may be another thing that goes into like a whole other topic. But there are AI apps that are out right now. People just download like Remini, and I don't want to name drop, and you know other right. platforms um, that are out right now that people just don't read the fine the fine print on. They don't read the terms <laughs> and conditions on what goes into that. Right. You know, so like along with AI, the one negative thing I will say with that is they're not um, reading the fine print on what people are getting. Like people don't know what they're getting into. Right. Right. They don't it know. It looks cool. They don't know that their likeness mm. is being. I don't. I don't want to say auctioned out, but I'd say licensed licensed out mm -hmm. because um, you're. It's literally in fine print. You are consenting to your likeness being utilized for marketing purposes. And people don't know that because they're using it and just downloading the app. Right. But um, there are beneficial uses to AI, but you just got to know what you're getting into. I will say that the only, the only, only thing I would say is people knowing what they're getting into with these tech advances like artificial intelligence. Large corporations like NVIDIA and others are utilizing it for things that we're going to see like five to seven years from now. Mm -hmm. um, we're slowly seeing certain things now happening in the automotive industry and uh, various other tech industries too. But um, I would say it, it's, it's, it could be a toss up between negative and positive right now. But I would say people have to stay in the know on what they're getting into and read mm -hmm. that fine print on the terms and conditions. I agree. I, I, I'm, I'm 50, 50 as well. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I have experience with using it. Mm -hmm on the positive side mm -hmm. on my photo shoot that I just did with the mm -hmm. snake, mm -hmm. my um, body painter, she used it to come up with the concept okay. Okay. to help me figure out what the look would look like. So right. I thought that was genius. Right. And then I just finished building my website from my nonprofit. Mm -hmm. Listen, AI was my best friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, writing everything on there. Mm -hmm. So that was awesome. But then mm -hmm. on the flip side, when I think about um, what, what I call like this generation, the, the generation of no, no common sense, mm -hmm or critical thinking, mm -hmm. like they use these things in a way that they're not, like you said, really right. um, educated on it, right. but they use it for the convenience of it. Right. 
So you're not really using your brain anymore. Like you need mm -hmm. to, to write certain things because yeah. you have the easy way out of doing it. Yeah. And I will say too, um, as it pertains to AI, certain professions can't stand AI. <laughs> like artists. Yeah. Artists can't stand yeah. AI yep. because they are more particular for their own work. Yeah. Um, I know a few people, you know, as well that they say, well, they you know they're taking somebody else's work and just literally um making it a, an, an an automated uh projection of, of what I just created. Yep. But um they have that argument, but then also you know, they don't want their own work to be obsolete. So there, you know, there are a few still, there's still a few flaws with AI. Mm -hmm. When you have an AI image, it may give you six or seven fingers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you may not have all your limbs, but you got a, you know, a, a nice face. You know what I'm saying? But you might have like seven toes. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, know, you might have three eyes, but you still, you know, right. AI, AI can't get it all the way right just yet. Yeah. But in the next, in the years to come, you know the thing yeah. might be where it, it, they're fine-tuning some things yeah you know what i'm saying but artists cannot stand ai you know and, and rightfully so because there's still there's still a beauty in actually having human hands doing certain things yeah. you know what i'm saying so yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so um what is some advice that you would give somebody that's interested in getting into the technology industry start um don't be the person that's like man bro <laughs> I've been trying to get into it for oh, bad, at least God. a year now, man. Look, right. I promise you, bro, next week I'm going to get into it, man. I'm going to take that course. Next week turned into three years. Mm -hmm. So I say anybody who's trying to get into tech, just start. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's important to start because if you don't, then it's a coulda, shoulda, wouldas, mm. and you're going to feel like it's something that you just can't reach. When tech is not that difficult to reach, it's just getting into it and knowing what your what your your niche is mm -hmm. and learning like, yeah. you know. But the, yeah, the most important thing is just wanting to have the willingness to just start. And starting isn't just um, writing certain things down and planning it, putting it on the vision board. Mm -hmm. Take that course, take that class. You know what I'm saying? Um, learn about. Uh, Learn about different levels of tech. Mm. You know, it's not just all about certifications. Those are what you need. Right. The CompTIA and things like that, and, and other, you know, and, and network and network plus and you know, other things you need in terms of certifications. But like, those don't need to intimidate you. They should motivate you mm -hmm. because it's not like trying to get a PhD. You know, <laughs> like I feel like getting a skill set in trade nowadays. When I was growing up, you know, people wanted to get in, like you know. Of course, like welding and like mm -hmm. hands-on things, labor-related right. trades. Nowadays, the trades is coding, programming, yep. learning about Python, C Sharp, you know, Next and Node.js and Unity and things like that. Those are things that are important nowadays to get into. I would say anybody starting to want to learn about that, follow YouTubers, follow content creators, because they will give you the game. You know, um, you know, <laughs> learn about learn like start learning different languages. You know, C Sharp, Python. You know, JavaScript, those are good good ways to start. Mm -hmm. But in terms of tech, just find what you feel like is, is going to be right for you and don't get intimidated. Just just start it. Yeah. That's all you can do. I agree. Because I, I actually had a friend reach out to me the other day mm -hmm. and they had uh, narrowed down to mm -hmm. like three classes that they wanted to take, boot camps mm -hmm. they wanted to take. Okay. And Perfect. they were um 
just asking me like, what's my, you know, advice or whatever. And I'm like, well, from my standpoint, like you need to know what, what like interests you. Right. What I do may not Mm -hmm. interest you because I've been doing this for a long time. Mm -hmm. But if the three that you narrowed it down to, Mm -hmm. okay, did you schedule the class? Yep. Have you, I mean, when are you going to start? And I told him like, you need to like, really, like you said, YouTube, Look mm-hmm. at those classes. I'm sure you can go on YouTube and yep. find out somebody that took those classes and mm-hmm. see what it's really, really, really about. Right. But the main thing to me in technology is actually getting into the field. Like right. you have to do the work. Right. You can have all the certifications in the world, but if you're mm-hmm. not, if you don't have the experience, I don't really know how you're going to learn how to do it. Right. Right. Because you know, it's like it's like um, it's like when you go to apply for a job, and the the posting says. You know, we require two plus years of a, you know, two, we require a, a, a bachelor's degree or so and so plus years of equivalent experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to tech, it's all about knowing like what is going to be um, your start for that. Like, you know, there's a lot of people, especially nowadays, who want to get into cybersecurity mm-hmm. and at what it takes to start cybersecurity. There are so many free classes on YouTube. That are starter classes, yeah, just to get into it. But like you said, just doing the work and getting started with like being willing to change habits, because like a part of you changing or getting to a profession is habits. And you notice by by also you know your 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 training and 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 the physical work that you have to do with changing habits. Mm-hmm. There's also a mental thing. Yes, like what they say it takes 21 days to 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 do a new habit. Yep. But is the same thing applies to the mental state. When you're trying to mentally prepare for something, you have to see it, and I have to see it over and mm-hmm. over and over and over. For me to understand something in tech, yep, I gotta too. see it. I gotta see myself doing it, mm-hmm. you know. And that was the biggest thing for me. Yeah, yeah. and make sure when you get in tech, you understand that there's a lot of Indians who <laughs> don't speak real oh, good English. And oh, I'm telling you, ooh, trying to um, oh my god, <laughs> being in meetings, I'm like, can you email me that? <laughs> I don't know what the hell he just Yeah, did. you know oh, what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of Indians named Jonathan knows yes. knowing good and well's name ain't Jonathan uh, or Greg or, or Derek. Ben, I'm yeah. like, that's not your name. Yeah. And I'll be you having to phone to my ear with my eyes closed, trying to I'm like, I don't know what they say. Yeah, you know, you know your name ain't Jaquan, man. Chill out, quit playing with me, man. You know what I'm saying? Listen. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good advice. Um, what are some of the misconceptions that people have about the technology industry? Um, that is that it, it takes eight years to do it. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Not eight years. <laughs> I mean, I think that you got to have a whole law degree to to do tech, they and do. it's not true. They you know do. what I'm saying? Um, you can be self-taught. My co-founder, shout out Rob Lawrence, he for uh, co-founder of Each Protocol. He's completely uh, self-taught, uh, full-stack developer out of Brooklyn, New York. You know what I'm saying? Um, just get ready to 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 tap into his early 30s, but he did not have to get a PhD in programming and coding he legit did what i said it took following youtubers learning the process learning the language it's like learning a new language literally if you want to learn spanish if you want to learn want to learn italian you're going to go to duolingo you're going to speak it you're going to you know see yourself speaking and saying a sentence it's the same thing when it comes to language and technology and in code it's all a language. It's all like learning language. Yep. That's just, you know, that was going back to me with investing. Like learning the language of investing and, and, and things like that is what helped me learn those processes too. But because I knew that as a day trader, it wasn't hard for me when it came to tech mm-hmm. and things that were related to it. 
Um, and the same thing for Rob. Again, he was self-taught. But also, he took a lot of classes after that mm -hmm. to be full stack. Full stack meaning that you can go through and you have the works, you know, for anything that you want to do. Um, you're the MJ or LeBron of coding, mm -hmm. and you can go and create anything you want to now. Um, I feel like that is something that should be taught in schools a whole lot more. Yes. But I do feel like they should be adding that to curriculums anywhere. Like yep. coding is something that is going to be um, the way of the world. Yeah, it's going to be like Spanish was. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like a second I, language. I agree. And I, I, if I can attribute it to anything, is that is it? It's is that the misconception is people think it's a, it takes a long time to get it, when all it takes is just you repetitively mm -hmm. learning it and going through the process. Yeah. You can legit learn it in less than six months if you want to. If you want to. Yep. I think people are just intimidated because it's mm -hmm. like it's new to yep. them and it's just the unknown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. And and that's why I don't want to like scare anybody with like big words and huge tech verbiage and things like that. Cause I didn't know it in the beginning. I had to study it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But um I do think that those are those are important things to understand. And somebody like us can do it. Yeah. Somebody like us can do it. Um, and that's another misconception. People think that it is not attainable for somebody like us. It was a viral post that went out that said, we need more black people in tech. And that was the post, because it's true. That's we need post. more black people in tech. Can we get some um, women too? Yeah, be, we need more I'm black so women in tech. I'm tired of being at work by myself. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just me. No, nah, but see, that's that's the thing about it, you know? And and, and that is a whole other conversation, you know, because that is very true. That's so true. I agree, you know, and I think that, uh, when it when it comes down to it, because there's so little um, of, of of us in tech in the tech space, that's where I feel like people are afraid to dive into it, and that's why I go back to people always saying, "Oh man, give me a week, bro. Give me a give me a month, and I'm hit you up." It's, it's almost like like, bro, you're not doing me no favors. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You ain't doing me no favors. Right. So you know, I just encourage anybody out there that's trying to get into tech, just start but also find a niche and and don't be afraid of the people who are um and that's another thing social media uh -huh. scares people away from certain things too um but i would say that's just get into it yeah mm. yeah so how do we get kids as mm -hmm. interested in tech as they are in sports Woo! so i would say it's all about it's easier now than it was before, I feel like, mm -hmm. because kids have more technology than we had growing up. Absolutely. And um, they can integrate certain things into their lifestyle that that I, I was outside. I didn't, <laughs> right. I wanted to hoop, <laughs> right. you know yeah. what I'm saying? But nowadays, kids are on their tablets, they're on their phones, they have mm -hmm. phones younger, but at the same time, um, you know, I know a young a young kid, nine years old. He wants to be an engineer. I said, "What you know about being an engineer, man?" He said, "I want to learn how to build things. I want to learn how to, you know." But I was like, "I was like, I, I was finna say if you want to go hoop real quick, but I guess I won't ask that now." But see, like kids nowadays are a little bit more acclimated to the things in the technology space. Number one, because of, I'll say it again, social media. Mm -hmm television um and things that we saw growing up but now it's, it's so different things are so different nowadays in, in, in entertainment and media yeah. that are a, that are a lot more um in our face now things are more in our face now than it was ever before in terms of technology so kids would love to want to get into all 
all things AI. The things that we're getting into right now in AI is going to be times a thousand mm-hmm. when we're older. <laughs> yeah. I'll say when we're older. Um, you know, that's going to be the talk of the town is AI. It, it is now. But kids getting into it early is going to be a breeze. But it's going to be up to um, parents, too. Mm. Because there are going to be opportunities for boot camps, like you, you know, like we've talked about. Yeah, there are different boot camps. There are different um, courses. There's, I think, a course in Rock Hill where um, an affiliation is doing um, a boot camp for kids who want to code. I know somebody who also does a class um, for kids who want to code. We do our own classes for kids. We we recently partnered with Charles Schwab about a year ago to do financial literacy classes and also some tech classes um, in fintech. Um, but I would say starting out that way is the best way, um, but making it fun, not right. making it boring, making right. it fun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like giving them activities to do, tasks to, to achieve and things like that. Um, you know, Fortnite meets, you know, something sports related, right. you know, um, and tell them how to create it in, in, a, in a module right. is something that I feel like a kid needs to have and relate to mm-hmm. and, and to, to bridge them into tech. Because, okay, that would be the start. Because you mentioned earlier that um, it's not a lot of us in tech. Mm-hmm. And it looks like there's a lot of us in like entertainment and sports, but mm-hmm. it's still only like 1%. Mm-hmm. So like the the um, odds of these kids getting into these, like being a musician, rapper, mm-hmm. or being a basketball player or professionally doing these things is very slim. Right. right. So that's why I'm asking, like, mm-hmm. it, like being a tech somebody in tech or having that background and something mm-hmm. to fall back on or something to lean on first. Yep. To me, it's like, how do we get them there to yep. be interested, more interested in that because mm-hmm. this is guaranteed money. Right. I think also the way that it's being advertised too. Um, you know, I played, I played with a lot of professional athletes that are playing right now. Um, and my, the biggest thing my parents always told me was, yeah, they were, they're, they're your, they were your teammates. Um, but you knew, you know, how they went to school and you knew what, you know, you did when you went to school, you went to school because you knew that there was going to be a backup plan. Like I gotta give you, I gotta give you a backup plan. If this does not happen, if you don't make it to the NBA or NFL, then you got to know what you want to get into and what's your backup plan. Right. I I feel like I'm falling into that now, but a lot of times, especially when it comes to athletics, um, kids want to just, all they want to do is hoop. All they want to do is play football or, or practice. And that's it. Yeah. You know, I do feel like in order to bridge that gap between tech and sports, um, that's why I created and we created World of Roamers mm-hmm. as like a mobile VR company because they can play basketball and football with the VR headsets. It gives them another experience mm-hmm. as they play sports. They can play basketball and football with it. But there's certain activities like that to make it fun that gives them a taste of tech but also gives them an idea on what sports is like in that tech space. Mm. So like bridging the gap and letting it meet, but it is harder. It's easier said than done nowadays because everything is digital. Everything, yeah. you know, it's, we're in a more, uh, we're in a more lazy era. <laughs> Tell me about it. We're in a lazier era. Ooh, um, Listen, you know, we are. Yeah. Yeah. I have a game that I want to play with you. Okay. All right. Rapid fire. No oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, let me get a drink real quick. Oh, so oh, it's easy, easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Okay, first one, easy, easy. iOS or Android? I've been an Android all my life, <laughs> but I gotta say iOS. Okay. Yeah, I've been Android all my life. Stocks or crypto? 
Skip it up. Mm-hmm. Um, Mac or PC? Mm, PC. Oh, I don't get Beyonce. Yep. <laughs> PC. PC all day. Last one. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Oh, Hope Lord. I don't get you in trouble. Oh, <laughs> Lord. You know I always got to throw a curveball. Okay. Rock Hill women or Charlotte women? <laughs> where, 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 where my camera at? Charlotte women. <laughs> Charlotte. The QC. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's funny. Jesus is Lord. Oh, my goodness. Don't do Rock Hill like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So, since you drink. said Charlotte women, I don't okay. know. What is your... Okay, we're talking about technology, right? Right. So, what are your thoughts on online dating since that's a technology? Hate it. Why? Nah. <laughs> I've never done that. I don't know. Nah. So, done. online dating... Um, <laughs> online dating is good and it serves its purpose. What's the purpose? Uh, to, 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 to shoot your online shot, you know what I'm saying? In hopes that you have an online dream. But nah, it's like, I, I blame social media in general. Uh-oh. Not just online dating, but social media. Uh-huh. You know, because social media, you could be anybody you want to be. Oof. But with social media, um, there are things that are left out that um, just don't hit the pavement sometimes. In, in the in the physical, uh-huh. you know, um, I have been on the wrong side of that, and I've been on the right side of that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've been catfished, but I've also you got to uh, next one of yeah. my questions. Oh yeah. So yeah. you so wait a minute. So you've done online dating before? I have done online dating before. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I hate it. Yeah. Okay. I need to know the. I need to hear the details. <laughs> what was the experience like? Yeah. So like it was like I mean it was like it was like five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um. But like, you know, you got the platforms like, you know, Black People Me, Plenty of Fish and all those like other mm-hmm. offering ones and like, um, so like I have my profile like a few places and like somebody hit me up. Uh-oh. It's like usually like swipe. I would, I would swipe. reach out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Usually I, you know, swipe, like I hate online dating, you know, but because of the fact that like the profiles are so short, uh-huh. I'm not saying put a whole paragraph. But like online dating, like this is back in like 2016, 2017, we're like very, very short. And like I'm the kind of person where I get turned off and I get shut down by like one word text. I can't stand oh, one yeah. word text. Me like I just I feel like I'm wasting my time. And so the the one thing that happened was somebody did reach out to me. And I, I usually I reach out to people. This person reached out to me and was like, hey. I see you doing this and doing that. I let the talk to you a little bit further. First of all, like, like I said, like I usually like, like to initiate, mm-hmm. but this person reached out to me, and I said, okay, well, yeah, yeah, nice to meet you. So, so you know, uh, where are you from? You know how how because uh, you don't have it on your thing. You don't you don't tell where you're from, oh. but you know. So there were certain things that was left out, Uh-oh. and I didn't like. I sort of <laughs> caught those things. <laughs> so lesson number one <laughs> is to vet and to make sure that you know. Like what? What? Like about a person, especially if they don't have they leave certain things out, it's done on purpose. It is not an accident. Okay. But you know, like in terms of like small things, and like you know, this person didn't tell me where they're from. I had to find out they was from like York, South Carolina, from like oh. York. And so, um, wah, wah, wah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. 
So I ain't gonna go into that rabbit oh hole. Oh my! But the situation was, we were supposed to meet, and we had a conversation. So we had a decent conversation. Uh-huh. We actually talked on the phone. Okay. I said, "Okay, this is not too bad." So I was like, "All right, we're gonna meet. We're gonna have a conversation, uh-huh. and we're just gonna have like a regular, casual conversation, and just like see what see where it goes." We went to a public location, public place. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we went to like we didn't go to a coffee shop. We went to um, like a, I think it was like a lounge or somewhere. It was like just, just real laid back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to go there early. Like I gave the time at like, I think it was like in the afternoon time. It was like three o'clock because um, I was doing something later on. Mm-hmm. And I always get, I, I think I get there early, not only to scope the place out, but to make sure that I ain't getting got. <laughs> um, so, you know what I'm saying? I'm sitting there. I like to sit where I can see the door. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I always sit anywhere I go, I got to see the door uh-huh. and I got to see like, I got to see the outside. You know, I want to be inside. And so um, like I, I looked and I text the person and I said, okay, I'm here. You know, you good? Do you have a hard time getting here? The person said, oh, I'm here. I'm at the door. Okay, so I see an older Spanish lady. <laughs> I see a younger black woman. And I said, oh, it doesn't look quite like who I'm supposed to be seeing. Okay. And then I see this tall, six foot three white woman. <laughs> and I said, I know you lying. So I said, ain't no way. Ain't no way. <laughs> Lord, you would never do me like this. Wait, Lord, what did the profile look like on the dating site? She was light skinned and she 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 wasn't that light. I know you lying. She <laughs> said that she was five two, not six two. <laughs> now, let's backtrack a little bit. So I say, okay, Lord. Oh my God. You ain't never leave me oh. nor forsake me. You ain't oh. never done nothing. I, what what Lord? Oh my God. You usually do right by me. So I say, God. Let it be the, the the dark brown skin black woman. And I'm gonna text, I'm gonna send this text. And she's gonna look at her phone. Uh-huh. And it's gonna be her that I'm texting. Oh God. I send this text out. I say, hey, I'm here. I'm waving my hand. And this white woman looked at the phone. I said, man, I need you. I said, Lord. Oh my God. Oh man. You stayed? I'm bald because of that white woman. What happened? Did you stay at the date? Like she came to the table? Uh I acted like I wasn't me. I said, um, I need I, I said I need to go. Uh I'm not feeling too well. I said, you know, I had I had something come up, I'm not feeling too hot. But I said, nah, you ain't finna do me like this. You oh, nothing to do with this. You got catfish. I got catfish by. And I was going to ask you with all this technology, how are people still getting catfish? Well, that's how they keep getting catfish <laughs> because white women like Marianne keep trying to catfish. But why people. didn't you video chat with her before you met her? But see, that was the issue. I and, and that's why I say to vet because I didn't video chat. At the time, I had an Android phone, I couldn't FaceTime. But I could also I could have faced I could have Facebook called her. I got video chat. I could have Facebook called her. 
but like God. did she sound black on the phone no 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 wait 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 she sounded a little bit black but she sounded like the black woman that was articulate but sounded a little bit white she oh she did more than that but yeah it was bad you a whole bad. different race height, a whole different oh, ways, man. whole different height. Damn. Definitely wasn't in her twenties. Oh, she said it was her twenties. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, Miss Doubtfire. Oh my god. <laughs> so was that your only time? Did you quit that after was, that? Or that you... was the only time I was catfish. Um, but it did turn me off to online dating okay. in, in, in those online apps because of that. Now, I did try it again, um, and it was a whole lot better of an experience, okay. but it was through Facebook. Facebook, you can dive deeper into certain things. Right. Like you can, yeah. Can't do that. No. So I didn't meet this person. <laughs> no, no. So this white woman wasn't in blackpeoplemeet.com. You know what I'm saying? And I would have been messed up. That would have been a whole nother conversation. It was on like, I think like plenty of fish or something like that, but yeah, it was. Oh, that is so oh, bad. Oh Lord, you know what I'm saying? Oh man, that's tough. I had to go to church that Sunday and you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I said, you need to pray for me today, please. Oh, that, ooh. Yeah, it was so bad. Do you, do you think that technology has made dating better or worse? It's made it worse. Really? Dating has made, uh, technology, technology has made it worse. Um, when I say technology, um, I think that technology has its benefits. Like, okay. um, so like video conferencing services, you know, like mm -hmm. for long distance, I think the purpose of that is perfect. Yeah. FaceTime also is perfect. The way people use technology, like you can actually even use VR and go on a VR date. Oh, like, that's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, in, in, in VR, not World of Romers, but with Vici, me and Rob, we have our own virtual office. Yeah. So we have our own like virtual office space. Um, so like literally kind of how it looks here, we could literally create that in a virtual reality space. I mean, I could sit next to you, but 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 you could be in Brooklyn and I could be in Rock Hill and we have a conversation, you know, so that's kind of how VR was set up in that way. But it could be the same in Dayton, you know, um, you can have your own experience in that way. So in that way in tech, it can work. I'm, I'm going back to social media when it comes mm -hmm. to tech yeah. and, and how that is a caveat. But um, any other utilization, I would say, can be progressive. Um, I have a bias to social media because I, I actually and personally believe that social media um, allows people the opportunity to not think for themselves. Mm. And, say that again. And so like, I have Oof. my own bias and opinion when it comes to social media. Because anybody, something, anybody, anything somebody post or say and do, you know, that is now like the standard, and I hate mm. it. You know what I'm saying? So you know, I just think about those those kind of things. Yeah. And I also, when it comes, like you said, social media, because that's kind of mm -hmm. like where a lot of people meet. Mm -hmm. I think there's a false reality because people think that they have access to you. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it's so frustrating because I'm like, stop. Yeah, just because yeah. you see me on social media don't mean you actually have yeah. access to me. Like, and that's why, <laughs> and that's why I said no, no, for real. And that's why I say what I say with VR and social media because they both can be a drug. Mm. Um, if you utilize it too much, then it can consume you. Yeah, 
You know what I'm saying? Um, and with social media, like it turns into a habit. Mm-hmm. Like every five minutes, you can be getting to your phone yep. to scroll. When when we were all growing up, that wasn't really our norm, and now no. it is. Um, so social media has ways of indoctrinating certain things in our own mental state that allows us to create that habit. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be a healthy habit because now we're so immersed on things that don't pertain to us. And we make decisions that allow us to create habits that we don't need. Yeah, I and, agree. and also urges and also access. And so that's why I say in relationships, it can be a, it can be an issue because me as a man, have access to everything on social media. Mm-hmm. And she as a woman is gonna have access to everything, but it's up to us to allow people who have access to us. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yep. it's that's the thing about that. That's how I feel about that. Yeah, you know, I agree. Cause yeah. you know, back in the day, we only our reality was literally what was around us. So mm-hmm. that's the only mm-hmm. people we saw. Right. Now you see people all over the globe. Right. That that's what gives them that false hope, like. Oh shoot! Mm-hmm. Let me let me let me hit up my ID no. and let me shoot my shot. Like right. no, keep the ball in your court. Don't come over. <laughs> you know you can. Like why? Don't do it, please. No, nah, that's real. So that's fr- real. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, Ugh. but that's that's the world that we're getting into now. And and social media in two thousand and six, two thousand and nine. It's not the same social media Ooh. that it is now. It's, I don't it's think so I had different. social media back then. I think I did, I don't think but I did. like, I didn't. I didn't use it all the way. I think I started with Facebook. You know what I'm saying? And no, I didn't start with Facebook. I mean, I started with MySpace. You know, I mean, I, 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 I started with MySpace. MySpace. You didn't have a MySpace. My sister begged me to get on Facebook. And I'm you know like, what I'm saying? Get on there, and I, I finally know. got on there. And look at Lord. Look at the world now. Look, MySpace was the wave. <laughs> MySpace was the wave. Black Planet. You know what I'm saying? I ain't had none of that. Oh, let's see. Look, nah. That, <laughs> we had a little what top friends list. I'm not old. You no, know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm trying to figure out where I was stationed at because it might have been oh, overseas, so I may not have been uh, there. Like, that was like that. 06, 07, like 06. Yeah, somewhere around that. Somewhere drunk. Yeah. I was in the Air Force. Doing too much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know. Okay. So speaking of social media, okay, do you, it, is it a red flag if your significant other does not post you on social media? I don't think it's a red flag. Um, I think, I think that it's a red flag if um, I think it's a red flag if it's not communicated the right way to you mm. i feel like if it's done haphazardly or not like if it's if it's something that is 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 in the action to avoid mm. something then i feel like it's a red flag because the big ba- the basis on social media and relationships is access and communication mm-hmm. like y'all communicating you know what i'm saying so like if i'm posting something and it involves us. I may want to tag you. I may want to, may not want to tag you. But if you remove your tag, then I'm gonna start <laughs> thinking something. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm gonna start to thinking like, all right, hold on, wait a second. I ain't think about that part. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 who we not letting see what? Oh damn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, oh. 
when it comes to her posting something, I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Women in content, in my opinion, uh-huh. now hear me out on this D. I'm listening. I'm in my it. opinion, content with women is jumping a lot more with content than, than content with men. Absolutely. So I feel like if you post your man, that's going to negatively affect your your algorithm and clout in that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you post your man, you ain't going to be jumping like that no more because, you know what I'm saying, uh, Gary from down the street, you know, who's a sugar daddy, ain't going to be liking your shit no more. You know what I'm saying? You know, but I feel like, I feel like the 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 things that happen with men's interaction and women are different. The dynamics are different. But um, when you, if, if a woman posts on social media, it's different than a man posting on social media because depending on what he posts and what he, what he usually posts. Okay. Like if he doesn't post like that, uh-huh. then it's a big surprise to post a lady right. in that way. Right. But if he's posting on a regular, you know what I'm and saying? She ain't sprinkled in there. No right. Man. That's great. Now, now she's posting on the regular don't and then post you. You don't want you don't want nobody to post you? No. You don't want nobody to post you? Come on. Not, not like I'm their girl, no. I mean <laughs> no. There is there uh-huh. is peace in not yeah. letting anybody know no. anything. Nope. I agree with that. I don't want nobody in my business like that. I agree with that cuz cuz now when things don't happen in the way that it should now people are going to be all up in the business wanting to know certain things they ain't got no business knowing. I ain't got time to explain yeah. nothing to strangers. Yeah, yeah. No. Because you know I, I posted, um, you know, I, I do a, a photo shoot every year mm-hmm. and I posted a photo. I did an actual video with the photos in them mm-hmm. and I put a, a photo in there and I immediately mm-hmm. went and took it down. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. People was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Look. This goes back to what I, I say about it. social media, uh-uh. you know, and everybody's so uh-uh. consumed to other people's lives. It's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. But like my homeboy told me, he said, um, shout out to Stevie Baggs Jr. I don't know if you know him. He's in a lot of uh, TV I've heard, shows. Yeah, I've heard, yeah. He said, the bigger the audience, the bigger the audit. Mm. Oh. That is the truth. Yeah, that's that's strong right there. That yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's like, true. Get out of my business. Yeah. You know? I don't yeah. want nobody know nothing I got going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that's the biggest mistake that I could have made. Um on social media too is letting people know too much. And this also is like a personal thing and a business thing too. Like don't let everybody know everything. No. You know what I'm saying? Because now it's not just receipts, but it's like surveillance. Mm. People are gonna wanna like see what's next. Yeah. People are gonna wanna know what what uh what else you got going on. But at the same time, like um if you let them know too much, now they're in your house. And you shouldn't let nobody in your house with that much access. Yeah. Um, that was my biggest mistake is letting too many people in my house in certain times, uh-huh. even in business, you know, uh-huh. like I keep certain things so close to the chest now that I had before because everybody and their grandma want to know, Hey man, you know, I think we should collab <laughs> soon, bro. Oh, I heard that you God. got this thing going on with this tech <laughs> shit, bro. You need to put me on, man. No. I gotta say that you have to, but 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 how am, what am I benefiting from us collabing? But 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 the thing about it is like uh-uh. like I read intentions now I do better than I did before. That part. You know what I'm saying because um, you can't collaborate everybody. Uh-uh. I've had bad been I had bad business deals a lot a lot, 
and it, it does waste a lot of money and time but also yeah. like knowing who you're getting in the business into but also like no telling like oversharing and saying too many things costs a lot of money you know what i'm saying like oversharing is expensive yeah um so i know i'm saying a lot that's 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 no, yeah. that's that's yeah. good because you when you when you're teaching people especially younger people mm -hmm. into this arena yeah they're going to need to collaborate a lot yeah so knowing and knowing how to navigate that they gotta mm -hmm. know like everybody ain't really for you right and they'll see your strengths and they try to tag along and you know, mm -hmm. Roger Coattail on that. Same stuff. people congratulating you are the same people who are <laughs> um making a plan. Listen, you see, I'll be by myself. I'm yeah. not I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you know that and that go but that goes back I got to Jay. Yeah. Hey, you feel <laughs> That's me? All I need. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it goes back to you know things I've been telling you about, you know, just with clicks and people. Like I try to Ooh. stay out the mix. I try to stay out that mix of, of of people invite me to this and that and this and that. I want VC Protocol to be a part of this and that, and y'all do this big spectacular thing. And I say, but why? You know what I'm saying? Why? You know what I'm saying? What 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 would that benefit to your business other than like you know? So like I I try to read up all these things and um and protect myself too. Uh -huh. And like I was telling everybody in here, like the most important thing with my brand and with with the things that we have going on um as a company is protecting it. Anybody who's a business owner out there right now, like I guarantee you, um, people are out there wanting to be you in your business. Mm -hmm. And it's important for you to protect your brand. Um, copyright, trademark, pat patent as much as you can um, because that's your name. Your name is all you got. Um, and I know it's not cheap in the beginning. I mean, I know, I know it's, yeah, it's not cheap in the beginning, but you got to make sure that you, you study the right ways to do it because that's important, especially when you're getting involved with other people. Um, it's important. Yeah. If you're serious about business, be serious about your business. Yeah. Like a lot because right now the the buzzword is entrepreneur, entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but are you really are you really entrepreneurship yeah. takes a whole lot of time and work and patience. Oh. Listen, y'all better keep your 9 to 5. Yeah. And let that if you, you want to be Yeah, and if you want a business, let that 9 to 5 leverage what you got going on and what you want to do. Like don't just jump out of it. And just want to be a business owner because you've seen so again because you've seen somebody post on Facebook I was about to say the that they left that they left their job <laughs> to start their own business. Yep. And now they got to go and build this capital, hoping they can get funding. No, you fund your business with your job first. Stop listening to these people, y'all. They be yeah. lying to y'all. They be. I'm telling yeah. you, they lying. I am trying to help y'all out. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing this technology thing for over 20 years. You can pay me to leave my job. Okay. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. That's it pays for everything. That's okay? a fact. If yeah. I have a bad month in the entrepreneurial world, it don't matter. My check's Next. still rolling in. I'm That's good. Real. Yeah. Don't yeah. let these people lie to y'all. There's nothing wrong working nine to five if you're working the right nine to five. Right. Now, right. now don't be at McDonald's for the rest of you. Don't do that. Don't do that. You gotta nah. elevate. You gotta evolve. Yeah. But working nine to five is not a bad word. So yeah. stop letting these weirdos on social media lie to y'all and tell y'all to, to quit y'all job because y'all yeah. gonna be crying. It's all about the mindset. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm you know, especially when you're going into a job, like be upfront. If you if you want to be an entrepreneur, um, you know, you gotta have a mindset going into that job that you're an entrepreneur. Like, you know, think of the 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 CEO of the company, think of the 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 upper management, like somebody reports to somebody. But if you want to start your own business, you gotta think like the CEO you're trying to work for. And like 
me personally, I'm up front with the people that I've ever interviewed with. I say, I want to start my own business one day. You know, what I see myself in five to 10 years, I don't want to say, well, not here, but I want to say like, <laughs> you know, I want to have my own business one day, but I do want to leverage what I'm doing so that I can personally develop to be at the place that I want to be at in my business. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't ever knock a nine to five. I don't ever knock a nine to five because that is what helped me bootstrap and, and, and level up to where I need to be in business in general. Like, I would not be here if it wasn't for certain places that I work for that have helped me understand like what a CEO or what a mm. executive has to, has to go through. You know, I'm, I'm experiencing that now dealing with different decisions I have to make nasty decisions I got to make. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but things that have to be done in order to sustain what I got to sustain. So um, don't ever knock your nine to five. That is something that's going to leverage you in the place you need to go. Yes, absolutely. Um, and we already kind of touched on this, but um, do you, but I want to talk from a technology standpoint. Do mm-hmm. you think technology in itself mm-hmm. creates a false uh, reality for people? I have to take, I have to go back to um, VR and, and certain levels of tech because there are certain things that can create a false reality um, if you let it. And I speak along the lines of virtual reality um, as well as certain levels of AI that people, um, go to which can benefit and it can be great but you can't be too consumed by certain things that can um distract you from what is reality right now you have to bridge the two um with virtual with virtual reality um you may have an escape of what's going on in your life right now you may be stressed out everything's going on mentally right now but you want to just get away for a second that's where vr comes into play and you can actually just get away from it all Back then, we had headphones with music, and we could just go and listen to some some small tones, binaural beats or isochronic tones, and listen to something that can keep us um, from going crazy and just go to sleep. Um, nowadays, we got VR. But I would say for those kind of situations, that serves its purpose. But in terms of other levels of tech, um, there can be false realities in AI that can create um, a sense of... Um, a, a, a sense of diversion for those who are wanting to um, really learn about different professions. So I would say if you're going to dive into AI or VR or AR related topics, know the balance between the 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 the, the levels of tech, because anything in life you got to have balance. If you find yourself imbalanced in any way, or going from one side to the other. And you're consumed on the tech part of it, and you have lost a handle on your own everyday life. Uh. And you like, for example, I'm gonna go back to it because I have been saying it this entire interview. If you find yourself on social media more than you find yourself <laughs> attending to yourself in real life, uh-huh. that's a problem. Yeah. If you're spending more time on social media than you are in your own everyday life, that's a problem. If you spend yourself, if you find yourself more immersed in tech and in the things that's going on in the technological world we're in right now than our own daily doings. Like sometimes I have to like literally stop everything so that I can just be me mm-hmm. and just and just and just have a time where I may go out and just get in the car and just drive and do something and go out somewhere different mm-hmm. that I haven't been before. But like doing habits and doing things that I that I know is gonna like keep me sane. Yeah you know, in this technological world. 
that everybody's consumed in. Um, but I would say that false reality of um, a false reality and a false validated reality. Because uh. that's another Ooh. thing. False validation can also create um, the wrong mentality yeah. and can, can also consume you. Yeah. Um, and the technological advances that I don't want to name drop, but people like Zuckerberg <laughs> and other people um, on, on different platforms mm -hmm. um, allow uh. to take place. And they call it the, alg the algorithm. Uh. Um, that allows people to yeah. get into a state of anxiety. Mm -hmm. If you ever feel like you're in a state of anxiety, you need to stop what you're doing and get out of that false reality. Because the reality is you, you have full control over your own mental state. Yep. So, yeah. And I, I asked that specifically because my nephew, who is 26, mm -hmm. um, he was telling his mom, my sister, um, mom, you don't understand. We are, we stressed out like these days. Like you don't understand how, we, how hard we have it. Mm. And she was like, what? What? How? <laughs> he was talking about like the pressures that they have. And, and I said, you know what you could do? Log off. Yeah. I was gonna say, look, you all you gotta off. do is click a button. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's 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 not reinventing the wheel. You just, you just click a button and you can log off real quick. And that's literally how they think. Don't know how hard like, you, you got don't it. Have to, you don't mm. have to entertain this. Like, what is wrong with you? Uh, like, oh, man. Y'all, yeah. And that's like these, these whatever generation they are, they are just yeah. really so deeply involved in mm -hmm. this social media world yeah. that they think that is their reality yeah, yeah. from the um what is it called the cyber bullying yeah, yeah. i'm like turn the phone off all you gotta do is turn the phone off all you gotta do is look and and that's the thing like that's why i say people of uh, kids especially in certain ages they got tablets and devices so young so early they come out swiping. you know what i'm saying they come out swiping and like i don't know it, it it's it's like nowadays you know, especially in school and different curriculums, like they're 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 pushing the narrative in the curriculum of it being all digital, and it's not helping the kids. No, because everything is 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 advancing so so greatly now, and that makes somebody in my position in my profession makes it harder because I got to help them bridge the gap in that balance. Yeah, that's why I say with all the things we do in VR and AR related topics, there's got to be a balance. Um, and that's just life in general. You know, there's a lot of peace with it comes to balance. There's a lot of wealth and balance. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like that's important when it comes to the 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 false narrative or false reality that that kids and other people have when it comes to tech things, social media things. Um, and, and it's always because there's they see other people thriving and doing it. Yep. But how do you know that they're also not suffering in certain ways that you don't see? Um, the highlight reel. That's what I'm saying. All they show. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just my own little theory and feeling that I have when it comes to certain things on the tech side. And me being in the world, I'm not just saying this because of some like theory that the earth is flat and then so and so <laughs> is that. Like I truly am immersed in this world. Right. Like I know and I've seen what, what what goes on in the inner workings from even being in the industry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not a speculation, not just speculation, but I'm, I'm seeing it in real time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and as you see it also, 
You know what I'm saying? So I, I just, mm -hmm. that's how I feel. That's how I feel yeah. about that. Because I thought it was weird, which I never thought about it. Mm -hmm. You know, my son's 14, but mm -hmm. when he started school, which that was a while ago, yeah. the teachers were adamant, like, make sure your child knows how to use a mouse. Right. I'm like, huh? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, because they say all they know how to do is swipe. I'm mm -hmm. like, I never even thought about that. Yeah, yeah. Look, when we started I'm school, like, we had what? to write in cursive. Right. They don't you know what I'm saying? Cursive. We don't keep, they don't teach it no more. You know, they how they gonna sign their, their name? name? Yeah. There's like, oh, it's all digital, but it's not. It's not. They, they everything have ain't to e sign it digitally too. You got to use a pen to write certain <laughs> things down now. Like, I'm come like, on. When I bought my house, I had yeah. to sign the paper. Exactly. They wiped up in wet ink. You can't just. I'm like, this is so bad. That's what oh, I said. Lord. It's a generation of no common sense or critical thinking. It's bad. Yeah. And it's all because things are digital, and they think you don't need both. Like you said, right. balance. You need both. Right. And that goes into payments too in, in our economy. Everything is digital now in the economy too. Um, yeah. In terms of nobody really carries cash like that. You know, cash right. is becoming a thing of the past. Mm -hmm. Everything now is digital. Um, we did a class on that, you know, last year on the SWIFT payment system and how people really didn't know that we're changing a whole different payment system mm -hmm. um, in our in our uh, in our economy. And so, you know, a lot of things are changing in that way, but. Um, we just want to be able to, as a company, shed light on things that people might not be reading up on like that, mm -hmm. or things people, when I say people, like some government things may be leaving out that are not always Oof. in front of us, but maybe just hiding in plain sight. Uh, um, and so, it will do that. you know, it's a scary thing about technology, you know, like IoT devices, IoT stands for Internet of Things, um, and, um, you know, you see like different... Um, you know, television series of people who like lay their phone down um, and then you put, you pick your phone up and you're swiping. You may have thought about something like, oh man, I need, I need to get, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I need, I need to get some, uh, so, you know, something, uh, you know, I, I got a beard. I might need some, some new, uh, you know, beer products. So I go on Facebook. I ain't see nothing but beer products, mm -hmm. but that's not because I'm just thinking it like my phone is not psychic. But also maybe I may have gone online from Safari and have looked it up. And now, like, I may put my phone down and Siri or somebody may hear me saying it without me even speaking it, um, you know, like directly to somebody. I may have mumbled it. Now Siri can actually pick up that I'm actually, um, you know, interested in that item. So IoT devices are smart now more than they've ever been. Too damn um, smart. And like. It's almost scary because it's like somebody listening in on the conversation that you're always having. Don't be in my business. You know what I'm saying? I can't stand it. But, you know, that's how it is. <laughs> it's weird. You know? Yeah. The state. Yeah, yeah. So I have one more question for you. Okay. I kind of like to end my uh, shows with this question for everybody. Same mm -hmm. question. What advice would you give 15-year-old EJ? Woo! <laughs> oh, man. Fit. Don't go on plenty of fish. Don't go on plenty of fish. <laughs> Because you're gonna find you're gonna find six foot five Hannah Montana. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. No, seriously. What, 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 what advice? <laughs> yeah, look. Oh my god. That now, nah, <laughs> nah. At fit at fifteen, I would say um, follow through. You know, you can reach a lot of things you can a lot of doors can open if you just follow through um i'm 15 talking to a 15 year old me at 15 i wanted to play in the nfl and play in the nba 
Um, but I didn't do my schoolwork. I was a great test taker. I couldn't do my schoolwork. I didn't want to do no work. <laughs> I wanted to hoop and I wanted to play football. You know what I'm saying? Like I was ready for football practice, but at the same time, um, I didn't finish what I started. And I need to, you know, I would have said follow through on what you want to do. So it didn't take me until like I was in my, my mid-20s to figure out like that I want to do this. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so 15-year-old me, I would say to follow through on what you say you want to do um, early. And I would encourage anybody who is in that age range right now or anybody who is, is still seeking out because, you know, it's never too late to learn anything new. You know what I'm saying? I used to teach people about reading charts. Um, the youngest person I ever taught was nine years old. The oldest person was um, 69, you know, or 68. And so it's never too late. It's never too early to, to learn a new skill. Um, but I would say uh, follow through on what you say you're going to do, um, you know, and that following through means to um, to finish that task, make a goal for the next one, and then achieve that and, and find out what you want to do with that next task. For me, that was finish my schoolwork, <laughs> shoot 100 shots, jump shots, you know, go out jogging, exercise. I just didn't want to do my schoolwork. So I didn't follow through. Um, so anybody who's a student athlete out there, I encourage you to follow through on the things you need to do um, to make it happen. Whether you want to be in tech, whether you want to be an athlete, uh, you know, completely, you got to have something to fall on and and, and something else, that's, that's a backup plan. Because um, when you don't have sports and you don't have your own physical mobility anymore, you got to have a skill set in trade um, that you can... Um, that you can have as your own wealth. Um, and then also learning about what your risk level is, learning how to, to understand risk. Because um, in order to get to where you want to go to in this day and time, is learning about what you're willing to risk and what you're not willing to risk um, to make that happen. So that's what I would say to myself at 15. Good answer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate you for coming on the show. Um, this is a part of the show where I allow my guests to promote whatever you want to promote, let people know mm -hmm. how to follow you on social media. If you got anything coming up, let the folks know. Most definitely. Um, I I appreciate you for having me on. It was definitely a pleasure to be on for sure. Um, as well as again, congrats to the 100k in in, in subscribers, also. That is a huge, huge um accomplishment. I would also say um with everybody who um, is watching the podcast, definitely follow us. We're on all social media platforms um, at Vici Protocol. That is V-I-C-C-C-I Protocol, P-R-O-T-O-C-O-L. So I would say if you want to follow us, go on Facebook, type in Vici Protocol. You can also go to our, go to our website, Vici, V-I-C-C-C-I dot X-Y-Z. Um, we do have our next edition of Augmentee Magazine coming out. In about a month and a half, uh, we're going to have our next edition with other um, opportunities for those who would like to be in our magazine to come out also. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. And we're going to add the tech. <laughs> we're going to add the tech to it also. The, what you just now saw, we're going to add that tech to it as well. Um, we have some events getting ready to come out too um, very soon. You know, I will, I'll be heading out to Detroit um, to do a class on trading and reading charts, but also I'm going to be doing um, a class in Rock Hill. That's going to teach those about tech 
um, as well as virtual augmented reality. And um, I'll actually be flying out to Houston on tomorrow to do a pitch competition called Pull Up and Pitch. Um, so I'll be the, I'll be doing that um, in Houston. So I'll be moving around a little bit. Okay. Um, but we got some, we got some things going on. So definitely follow us on all platforms. And um, I'm, I'm again blessed and privileged to be here. I appreciate you. That man be moving. He be moving. <laughs> I told y'all he was smart. Yeah, that's a Just good a man, little Savannah. Bit. There's a little uh, bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all know who yeah. I am. I'm Didi Leggett, a.k.a. The Core Queen. And yeah. I help individuals lose weight and get in amazing shape without starving themselves or spending hours a day in the gym. We appreciate yeah. you for being here on, on the Core Queen podcast where we talk shit. We get fit mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. No yeah. sugarcoating. Y'all know what to do. Make sure y'all subscribe. Hit the notification bell down there. Yeah. Tell your people about the podcast. Leave a comment. Like it. Share it. Tell people about yeah. it. If you want to be a guest on my show, if I like you enough, I'll let you come on. <laughs> and we are out.